0: I am joined today on Between the Levees by Mr. Kenny Crepel. When I joined the industry in 2015, I walked in the door. It's about 6:30 in the morning at, a, at AEP, and I was greeted by this gentleman and his uh, his coworker there on that hitch, Mr. Kenny Krippel, Thank you very much for joining me. Hey,
1: thanks for having me, Tim. Man, it's a good thing you're doing, bro.
0: I appreciate it. Have you uh, watched any more than uh, than T's episode?
1: Yeah, I've been going through them now. Uh, since you had first sent me the link, I've been uh, I've been enjoying them, man. Well, good deal. You know, I seen uh, I seen Denny the other day, and that that one was uh, pretty cool stuff about Denny. I didn't know uh, you know his military background and 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 all those things. That was
0: it's pretty cool to know that, man. Well, that's what I'm hoping to get out of you this time. You've seen it before. Tell me, uh, where were you born, man? Oh,
1: straight out Gene Lafitte, man. Gene Lafitte in the bay, two blocks from Bayou Baratari, man. Born and raised. What'd your dad do for a living? My dad still today, believe it or not, uh, he, he's dealing with some, uh, some medical issues, but, uh, commercial fisherman his whole life, man. Uh, uh, he worked at the shrimp dock for, uh, about 18 years. And then, uh, he finally, he said, man, I'm just going to get my own skiff and, uh, skiff, crab traps, everything. He's just been doing it. 73 years old and, uh, scares me to death, but he's still doing it, man.
0: How about your mom? Does she work?
1: No, not anymore. Uh, uh, since I had a a younger sister, she stayed at home with her, uh, and took care of all, you know, dad's, uh, bills for the boat and, you know, done all the paperwork stuff. She ran a little shrimp dock in Lafitte for a while, but then, uh, you know when his stuff got busy, she just uh, she wrote it out with him, man.
0: Yeah, well, tell me about growing up down there. I was only a maybe an hour north of you, but man, I'm a different world. I'm sure.
1: Oh yeah, it's uh, you know, it was good. It was quiet. It's not the things you uh you hear in the news all today. I mean, everybody was uh, you knew everybody, and you know, kind of like uh, one of them old country towns on TV, man. You you went to school with everybody for the 13 years same people uh a couple in and out it, it was a good time man uh fish crab shrimp i mean every everything a, a kid would want to do you know it it was, it was hard work at times but it, it it was sure fun man you know i've been going from the bay since 1990 but boy i mean every time i go back it just it just brings brings it back to you, you know
0: And did you work with your dad, you said?
1: Yeah, yeah. I I worked many years with him on the wharf uh, before he had the shrimp boat. And then uh, me and him teamed up uh, after he left uh, in between my days off uh, when I was working seven and seven. And, uh, you know, we shrimp, crab, fish, anything that was in season, you know.
0: Did you go past high school?
1: I graduated and I left for the military ASAP. Uh I was only home a couple months after graduation and uh I joined the uh United States Navy.
0: What brought you to the Navy? My cousin uh, was
1: going in. Uh my my stepgrandpa was uh a Navy guy all his life. Uh brother-in-law was in the Navy. It was it's just something that we we've we've had several Navy guys in the family, you know. It was just, I know I didn't want to go to school. Uh, I didn't want to continue after high school. It it just wasn't for me. I wanted to go to work. Uh, I wanted to, as crazy as it sounds, I want to go back to Lafitte. At that time, I was running from Lafitte, you know. Been there my whole life. Wanted to, wanted to get out, man. I was a rambling man. I had to roll.
0: Before we go into the Navy career, tell me maybe about some uh... – some antics growing up down there. What kind of shit you were getting into?
1: Oh Lord, we we was mischievous, but really not bad kids. You know what I mean? I mean, you would you would take stuff from from you know maybe somebody's boat or something if if they had lunch in the uh in the ice box, but just nothing bad. You know, I I can't really say that I, I've been in trouble down there. And plus, with everybody knowing who your dad was, you really didn't want to cause too much trouble, you know, because it was going to get back to him if you did. So I went really no stories about bad stuff. I mean, it was our people, you know, yeah. no trouble at all.
0: Man, well, tell me about getting out of high school, going into the navy, about boot camp, and then I guess your your navy career.
1: I went. Uh, I graduated in May. Uh, I worked the shrimp dock for the entire. Uh, Wanted to get some money on the side and uh I left August eighth. Uh first time on an airplane, believe it or not. 18 years old. First time on an airplane. I flew to uh I went to boot camp in Orlando, did two months boot camp. Uh, and then I went straight to uh to school for a month before I went meet the ship. How was boot camp? I came home for boot camp was good. I mean it it was, uh, I guess, when you're 18 years old and uh, you don't have much discipline, it it uh, it's a shock to the system at first. I can tell you, you know, the first night we went to sleep, uh, it was okay, and then uh, we got waking up by a metal garbage can getting thrown down the uh, the passageways by the bunk. So that was uh, that was a reality check the first uh, morning. You knew you wasn't in Kansas no more.
0: And what was your, uh, your MOS? What would you go to school for that month?
1: I uh, I went to uh, seaman uh, apprenticeship, uh, basically uh, learning everything about the ship, uh, navigation, uh, you name it, uh, tying rope, splicing rope, just just about anything you can imagine that you would need uh, to run the vessel. That was a month long uh, a month long also in Orlando. All
0: right. And then tell me about your first duty.
1: Oh, Lord. uh, When I joined, uh, I'm a lot older than you, so I don't know if you remember, but uh, August 8th, I left for boot camp. And I think uh, uh, Saddam invaded Kuwait that month also for the first Gulf War. So I went straight, uh, came home from boot camp for uh, two weeks, flew straight to uh, Saudi Arabia, uh, spent the night in Saudi Arabia, then got flown to Bahrain, and uh, we met the ship uh, right before the first Gulf War started.
0: And how'd that experience go for you? Again, being from uh, a little young man
1: from a little small community, uh, it was real. It was it was eye-opening uh to what to what's going on in the world, you know. It, it it was scary. Uh it made you question yourself, why, you know, why did I do this? You know, all of them things go through your head, but uh a lot of fear. You know, I said this is what I wanted to do, you know. Uh I wanted to defend this country, whatever, whatever that took. That's I was okay with it, you know but it just it, it took a while to adjust.
0: Yeah, I can only imagine. Uh, your first flight to Orlando and then straight to Saudi Arabia onto a friggin navy ship.
1: Yeah, it was uh I grew up in probably about 4 months. I grew up uh quick.
0: How long was that tour of duty?
1: I stayed uh a total of 6 months over there. Uh once the the war had ended, uh you know, we got the Marines back to ship, and uh, after everything was settled, we uh, we slowly started making our way back.
0: And what happened next for you?
1: Oh, we hit a couple ports uh, coming back, uh, Haifa, Israel, uh, Sigonella, Spain, and uh, straight on through uh, the Atlantic back uh, to Norfolk. That was my home uh, station for four years, Norfolk, Virginia.
0: And how did the rest of your career play out?
1: I actually uh with with going through all of the uh running the vessel, it it, it kind of played up for me. I mean I've had boats my whole my whole life, uh grow up even when I was small. So uh, I was pretty good at it. You know, I, I uh I ran the captain skiff, uh, I ran the lifeboats. And they kept on sending, you know, as I progressed, they kept on sending me back to school. I went to a uh, uh, coxswain school. Then I went to uh, Assault Coxswain, which is the, uh, you know, the uh, the Cax and all that land, the Marines on the beach. I got to uh, get qualified on those. So, uh, you know, the better I got, uh, the more responsibilities I got. And, you know, I took it for everything I can learn. So I pushed it. I pushed it
0: good for you and thank you for your service uh where did uh where did your life take you after that
1: uh i got out i did my four and at the end of the four i was like you know what uh you know back in that day uh the military wasn't paying too much money i was, and i was like you know i've been going from home for years uh i can make this little bit money at home it, it's time to go it's time to go and 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 start a life over, you know, and, and help my parents and, and just get back, you know? And, uh, I was ready. I was ready to come
0: back. And when you got back, what happened?
1: Uh, I was married, uh, right before I went, uh, through the war. Uh, so we had moved back. We had moved down to, uh, by Lafourche. Uh, that's where her parents and I was from, uh, Golden Meadow. And, Straight off, as uh, soon as I got back, uh, uh, went offshore. Went offshore for uh probably a, a year and a half. Uh, when we first got back, and uh, after that, uh, Huff The worked at Crosby Tugs. Uh, he was a poor captain at Crosby Tugs, and uh, he said, "Man, we're we looking for somebody. Uh, pretty bad. We need some help because uh at that time in the uh, mid nineties, uh Crosby was just growing. They were." they were getting big. Uh, they got up to 53 boats when I was there. Uh, so my father-in-law hired me on, uh, at first I was just supposed to be a mechanics helper and, and a runner and, you know, whatever they needed. And, uh, the amount of boats they, they got so quick, uh, I started doing all the crew changes, uh, bringing, uh, uh, crews on their groceries, taking them off, taking them all back home. And, uh, I did that for uh, about four years. With In between that, with my time that I had in the Navy, I went ahead and went to captain school because I had the time to go. So I did that for about a month while I was at CrossFit, and uh, I did get my license, uh, but I was still working in the office at the time. And at the time, uh, the captain's pay wasn't, you know, like it is today. So, it, you know, it didn't pay for me to leave my kids again, you know. So I just stuck it out and off. You know, I learned, I learned a bunch of things uh, after he pulled me in. And then uh, I wanted to move back home to or as close as possible a, as I can get. Uh, they had another job come up, uh, dispatching the uh, Warren Gas toes out of Harvey. So I asked my father-in-law about it. He said, yeah, if you want to go. So I sold everything I had and go to the Meta, and uh, we moved to the West Bank. And uh, that's really when I started dispatching. I, I. I dispatched the gas tows for, I think it was about six months or so, you know, they, they wanted to end up shutting the uh, office down in Harvey and bring everybody to, uh, back down to buy the Golden Meta. And I was like, you know, Kurt, I sold everything I had to move. I just couldn't do it. And, uh, luckily through my wife's connections with, uh, her family ran, uh, I forgot the name of the tow boat company they had, but, uh, they were good friends with, uh, one of the fellas at uh, ACBO Harahan and, uh, he had a job available. He said, Hey, you want to come, uh, check it out. And, uh, that was my first stint with ACBL. Uh, I was at Harahan for uh, almost five years right there.
0: Before we get too far down that road, tell me about that year and a half working offshore.
1: It was, uh, it was good. You know, uh, it was, it was seven and seven, but a true seven and seven, you know, you were going seven. Uh, it's hard work. Uh, I did feel good about it. I I did like it, but I mean, when a, you know, your fall in law has something for you, you got to take it, you know, but uh, yeah, it was, it was good. I, I learned a lot. I learned about the process. Uh, Everything that goes uh, into it. I mean, those guys, uh, they're in their money, man they work hard out there to get that stuff out the ground. It's, it's amazing.
0: All right. Well, skipping back forward. So you're at ACBL Harahan for the first hitch. Uh, what was your job then? I was, uh, I took a night position, uh,
1: behind Mike Smerlin and, uh, in the, co- the in the Armont area. I had Armont fleet at the time and, uh, yeah, I took the night job and uh, you know, worked it. I'm not sure how long I was on nights. Uh, in the five years I was there, I must have been on nights maybe three years. And uh, the little lady that had uh, opposite me and Mike, uh, I think she felt ill or or something like that. And uh, uh, they gave me a shot at the day spot. And uh, I guess I worked there the the last two remaining years before uh before they closed shop.
0: Who closed shop?
1: Uh, if you're, well, I don't, I don't think you're going to, I think it was maybe, uh, it was the late nineties, uh, Dell Wilkins had came down, uh, from Jeffersonville and he, he, uh, you know, they had a meeting with all of us and they was like, uh, look, uh, we thinking on, uh, moving everybody up to Jeffersonville, Indiana, all the dispatching. And I was like, "Whoa, I mean, I just came back from the navy i, I I've just been home a little while, so i I, I declined to go I, I i took my package and uh I hit the road i I, I just couldn't move again. you know I couldn't be going from Louisiana again i I just didn't want to do it. I didn't want my, my my daughter was two years old when we came back and just started meeting her grandparents. I'm like, I'm not doing it again." So, uh, yeah, I took my package, and uh, I moved on down the road. You know, a couple people went. uh, A lot of us uh, stayed.
0: What was next for you in your career?
1: Uh, From ACBL that first time, I went on to uh, uh, inspectorate. I went work with Stella and them. uh, I was surveying barges. Uh, I did that for a few months. And then I got a call out of the blue. Uh, I remember to this day it was Gina. Gina Wilson from uh, Turn Services. She, she calls me and she says, "Hey, uh, I heard you didn't go to Indiana." I'm like, "No, I can't. I can't move." And that's when Elmwood was uh, just cranking up and, uh, you know, starting to get stuff together. She's, she's like, "Look, we got a, we got a spot over here." Uh, Woodrow took another job in uh, Woodlandry, and it opened up a spot. And she said, "Would you, would you think about coming?" I said yeah so we talked a, a couple of things and uh that's how I got uh Elmwood and uh, that was 2003
0: and what was that job
1: uh, also a night dispatcher I started off at nights um and I guess a total I must have worked uh I don't know 4 5 years on nights and then uh uh Terrence had let somebody go and uh there a day spot came open and uh and I took it i took it and that was uh that was it i, I was straight days from the rest of my town
0: was that memco
1: yes yes it was uh that's when we was first starting the uh i mean we were doing the fleet for memco but we 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 was first starting and i think terrence had explained it you know we was just starting to look at this turn stuff and 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 really see how to do it and uh Yeah, that was, that was a fun time. That was, uh, it was challenging. Uh, but we, uh, we got good at it. We got real good at it.
0: Well, so that was Oh three. I met you in mid 2015. Walk me through that. Those, that, those 12 years.
1: Oh Lord. All at AEP. uh, you know, it was Elmwood, MIMCO and then AEP took took us all over. And, uh, we were still at James park, uh, right there by the airport for uh, I don't know how many years we was there. And then uh, they finished the uh, combat building uh, finally. And uh, we all moved up there. Uh, All of us from this end, uh, it was me, Vicky, uh, Trudy, Linda. Uh, We packed up, packed up, Ryan, moved on up.
0: Did you know Marty Mahoney at at Elmwood or MIMCO?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Marty. Boy, he's a good old boy. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: All right, so you make it to Convent. But what's your your career track from there?
1: Yeah, I was straight dispatching. Uh, same thing over there. They dispatch it for Convent. And uh, Darren was a fleet manager at the time. He took another position. I'm not sure what it was he took. Uh, I don't know if it was on canals or if it was liquids or or, or something. And it opened up the, uh, the uh, fleet manager job. So I took that. And I did that for a while, but my love for dispatching was just, I was just, I was there with the guys every day, but you know, it's just the same. If you're not doing it, not thinking about it, not up with plans. So after a while at that, uh, I had told Vicky, I'm like, look, Vic, uh, we had to let, we let somebody go or, or something. And I, I was working the spot anyway. Cause I mean, when you're the fleet manager, if somebody don't show up, normally you're going to work it. So, uh, I mean I, I I worked it for weeks and weeks, and then finally i I told Vic, I'm like, you know what if, if it's all good with y'all, I'd rather be dispatching again you you know these numbers and this this paperwork it just it wasn't for me, man. I'd rather be talking to the guys on the radio and and coming up with stuff and and just that that was where I needed to be that that was uh that's what I loved.
0: When I arrived at AEP, I heard that you were the, uh, I guess, the master of turning fleets. How, how did you develop those skills, or that that, uh, I guess, that mindset, that relationship? Was it more relationship relationship with with the boats than it was planning? Was oh, it...
1: absolutely, yeah, absolutely, man. Because uh, look, we we can do whatever we think we want to do on the desk, but the pilots we had at AEP. I mean, both fleets, even when we got Belmont around the corner, absolutely killed it. I, I mean, just it, it it was a great time. I mean, it, it, you didn't it, you didn't hear, uh, I don't want to do it. I don't I mean these guys, we all knew being being working for the electric company, we knew, you know, if we performed, they took care of us. And that's what everybody worked at butt off every year, because we knew they was gonna get back. And as far as turning toes, the guys we had on the boat were so good at what they did. Th- there was several things that that came into play to be able to do what we did. Uh, the guys on the boat were outstanding. We had, if you remember back at that time, we had St. James loading in our fleet, which I mean, we'd get barges loaded. And I mean, as soon as we got them uh, surveyed, boom, they're going in tow. And uh, we're building as they come off the rig, you know, just staying a few steps ahead all the time. We just, it, it it worked out. It was just, it was unbelievable. I, I can remember, I think, one of my best days, I'll never forget, and this is truly because of the captains we had, three toes in six hours we turned. 210 barges. Uh, messing them flattened out a spot at Belmont for all three toes, southbound, boom, 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 they cut them loose. We had 3 northbound toes waiting, one on the anchor buoy, one on the lower east bank, and one on up Jose in six hours, 210 barges. Amazing.
0: You don't see that too much uh these days.
1: No, you're never gonna you're never gonna see that again. It'll never be redone. I, I don't I know working at a couple places, they they're not doing it at the level we do. It it was just I mean, the first phone call from the southbound boats at Baton Rouge, how much rigging you got on, on the on the southbound cap? He would tell us whatever we we'd tell him what we got on the northbound we we'll figure out the difference. If he owed us, we'd get it when we turned him loose. If we owed him, we put it on the face of his toe. I mean, everything just, it was awesome. I mean, I I, I can't say enough. I missed those days. It was, uh, I mean, we used to do the monthly, how many balls came in, how many balls dropped. And the turn was just, it was just amazing, man. By how many toes we turned.
0: So I know when ACBL acquired AEP, you had parted ways uh and you went to ingram yeah you were in a a similar function there right
1: yeah i was uh i was assistant uh dispatch manager under mr harrell but i also ran uh uh capital fleet and at that time they had uh you remember the old welcome fleet yeah right across from Zeno, they had that fleet also and uh i ran both of those and uh also assisted harrowing in the dispatches how long were you there i was at ingram almost four years almost four years at ingram that was uh right after uh i had left acbo
0: and then what's happened since then oh i bounced around man
1: i, I was luckily lucky enough to do a few things on my bucket list i, I wanted to do you know I, I i wanted to do carpentry for a while and uh I was able to hook up with a gentleman that that needed to help and wanted to uh, show somebody. So I did that for a little while. Uh, I always did carry my CDL, though. Uh, I love driving. It, it It's always been in me. Uh, my dad used to drive the shrimp docks, at, the shrimp uh, trucks at the dock. It, it was something I knew I always wanted to do. So uh, even though I dispatched for 27 years, I've had my CDL, I guess, half that time just in case and uh it, it was a good thing i kept it you know when i left the river uh i started driving for a few people getting my uh experience back you know and uh and and it's been working out you know
0: well, good for you all right well let's switch gears to family how many kids you have
1: uh first marriage i got uh my oldest daughter is uh 30 dude 30 my oldest daughter Dominique, she uh she's getting her master's degree right now. She's in uh Jacksonville, Florida. And uh when I got remarried, uh me and Christine had a, another little girl. Uh she just had a birthday on the fourth. She's uh eight. So I got a 30 year old and an eight year old.
0: Bit of a spread. What's yeah,
1: a- I should be a grandpa, not a dad.
0: What's the uh the 30 year old studying?
1: Uh, literature. She, uh, she actually was, the English teacher down here before she left. Uh, she worked, uh, many years at J.B. Martin, uh, middle school on the, uh, on the West Bank up in, uh, Paradis. And, uh, she taught, uh, a little while before she left at, uh, Destrehan. She taught, uh, I, I think honors English and literature and, you know, that kind of stuff.
0: What kind of mischief does the eight-year-old get into? Oh, Lord.
1: She said, you know, as as bad as I was as a kid, I don't know how I got blessed, man. These two girls, not a lick of trouble, smart as a whip. I mean, it it's surprising what comes out of her mouth sometimes. I'm like, you know, I got to ask her mama sometime, are you listening just in case I miss something? Because, I mean, I mean, second grade, reading books already. I, I don't remember reading that at, at, in second grade. I mean, they, hella smart, both of them. I, I'm so proud. Uh, you know, everybody said, "Well, you know, you want a son." You know, after these two, no way. I, I'll take those two girls over anything.
0: Roger that. Well, uh, do you have uh, any any message for or about the industry? Uh you know, Tim, it it, it it's something that. And you know
1: this too. And uh Denny had uh hit it good on the head too. It's just it's just something that it, it gets in you, man. It gets in you, and uh I'm lucky enough right now. Uh I'm the only CDL driver for uh Paducah Riggin. So although I'm not dispatching on the river, I see everybody all week. I mean, I'm I'm from the Van all the way up to Capitol, Greenville, Vicksburg. I mean, it's like I never left the river. I, I I see everybody. I see old friends. Uh, I'm always at uh convent, CGB. So it's it's still in me, man. I I miss it, but I, I still get to share in the river. I find myself sometime. Uh, when I'm eating lunch, I'll I'll, I'll find a place after I drop and and just watch the boats pass.
0: Well, finally, uh, you kind of touched on it at the very beginning, but what do you think about my little project here?
1: I think it's awesome, man. I'm glad you sent me that link. I, you know, I didn't. I guess being gone for the river, I, I really don't know what's going on. Uh, when you sent me that, I, I started looking at it more, looking at it more, and 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 seeing the people. Uh, you know, some of which I worked with, and uh, it's a good thing, man. It's a thing. And and what I told you before on the phone, man, you got a good radio voice, man.
0: Well, try to keep that going.
1: Oh yeah, man. Definitely, definitely keep it up, man. It's awesome. And, and like I said, uh, I learned stuff about Denny. I didn't know. And, and I'm gonna keep following, uh, uh, your interviews and, uh,
0: keep learning, man. Text Vicky for me. Let her know, get on the show, man. I keep, I keep pushing real gently.
1: I I can do it. She
0: she told you no or she's no, no, thinking no. about she she's thinking about it. She's got enough going on in her retirement though. So, we'll work it out. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah, and she's got uh she's got more years than us on uh on the river so I'm sure she's got stories and uh I know it was a pleasure working with her and for her. Uh, yeah, she'll come around. She'll do it. I'll I put a so. I'll put a couple cents. Right?
0: Appreciate it, man. Like I said, that just about does it. Thank you for your time, brother.
1: Oh, man. Always a pleasure. Tim, keep it up, brother.
0: We'll be in touch. All right, my man. See you.